You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always, my co-host, David Drogmeyer. And on today's show, joined by one of the original members of the show who was at the game on Sunday, John Kegleon with us. We got our start covering the Chargers over five years ago doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I write for the LA Football Network and this is our fourth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day. Oh my God. I mean, right when you think that the Chargers have played all the craziest games they can play, they really stepped their game up on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. What is up, guys? Welcome into the show. A special thank you to anyone who's checking out the show for the first time today. And make sure to follow the show so you never miss an episode by following us wherever you get your podcast from. But what a game. The Chargers take down the Cleveland Browns 47-42 to in an absolute shootout where the Chargers looked like they would fold multiple times but ended up coming away with a wild victory in this one. Crazy, crazy game. We're going to start the show with our first reactions to everything that happened on Sunday. And then in segment two, we'll get into the first half where the Chargers losing momentum at the end of it, but having some positive plays, but looking like they were going to need a big time second half to come back and win this game. And then to wrap up the show, we'll talk about the ebbs and flows of the third and fourth quarters, mostly focusing on a wild, wild fourth quarter in which the Chargers put up 26 points to win the game behind Justin Herbert's 208 fourth quarter passing yards thank you guys for making us your first listen we really appreciate it what a game i mean i just posted on twitter a little while ago that charger fans deserved a game like that because they had been on the wrong end of it so many times but the chargers come back from another two score deficit to win this one 47 to 42 where their defense was getting shredded by the cleveland browns running game and their offense really turned on the jets at the end of it to win in a wild way Credit to the Chargers defense for getting some stops late in the game. But, David, absolute fireworks. Justin Herbert goes for 398 passing yards, four touchdowns through the air, one touchdown on the ground. Mike Williams, another huge game, has 240-plus yard touchdowns, ends his day with eight catches, 165 yards, and those two touchdowns. What did we just witness on Sunday? This is exactly what we expected to happen. Not... Over a 1,000 yards of offense in this game between these two teams. Just absolutely unbelievable. Nobody expected this type of game with these kind of defensive masterminds. And, you know, the Chargers having a a crazy offense. We know the Browns were going to run the ball. We thought this was going to be maybe a low-scoring game, but that is the complete opposite that we saw This game was unbelievable, one of the best games of the year. So much offense, so many points, so many twists and turns. Brandon Staley making crazy decisions. The Chargers are 4-1. The Chargers are 4-1 in sitting atop the AFC. The only other 4-1 team are the Buffalo Bills after taking down the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. The Chiefs are now 2-3. What a swing for the Chargers. We knew the beginning of their schedule was going to be really tough, but... To go 4-1 and one in this stretch is absolutely crazy to think about with a brand new head coach, a brand new offense, a new defense, so many moving parts. And Justin Herbert and company, Brandon Staley and company keep on getting the job done. And this was another masterclass by Brandon Staley pushing everything aside and putting all of his chips in the middle of the table 
at the beginning of the third quarter with the Chargers down two scores. He goes for it on two fourth downs on the same drive where the Chargers end up getting a touchdown that they desperately needed after the Browns came out and punched them in the mouth in the second half. And he kept it going later on in the game. The Chargers did get away with one fourth down, but overall they go three for three on fourth downs and end up finishing this game. It didn't happen in picture perfect fashion. Things got a little weird towards the end of the game with, you know, the Browns defense carrying Austin Eckler into the end zone to give themselves more time to try to come back in this game. And we saw that the Chargers had some flaws in this one. 230 rushing yards allowed. Baker Mayfield had a pretty good game against the defense with a lot of play action and getting him out of the pocket. But, John, the Chargers found a way, and there is something to that. I mean, the Chargers had many times where they could have folded in this one. They did not. And then they ended up going punch for punch with the Browns at the end of this game. I know there's a lot to fix, but they sent the fans at SoFi Stadium home very, very happy by somehow pulling that game off. Well, before I give my response to that, speaking of fans, I would like to give a shout out to all the fans of the sh- of our show, Locked On Chargers, that I met today at the, at the game. There was a lot of them. A few of them rode on the Five North Bolt bus. They were coming up telling me how much they loved the show. Some of them were listening to it before the, they even got on the Five North Bolt bus. And I want to give a shout out to them. And I, we appreciate all your support. Thank you for coming up to me today. But the Charger fans definitely deserved that game. They deserve to see all that. We we talk about good teams always find a way to win. There was a really bad performance defensively with how many yards you gave up, but you still came to life in the clutch. When you're down 42-41, you needed a stop. Your yep. defense got you that stop. And you said, hey, our best player is Justin Herbert. Here is the ball. Go win us this game. You needed that at some point, and you got it when you needed it the most on your very last chance to stop the Browns. You got it, and Herbert led you down to get the game when he touched down. It was just so weird seeing Austin Eckler being dragged into the end zone by the Browns <laughs> at the end. Yeah, it's such a smart move for him to go down. And then the Browns are like, oh, that was smart. This is really smart, too. We're just going to carry you into the end zone and give our quarterback a minute and a half to try to come down and score a touchdown with no timeouts. But just such a crazy, crazy game. I mean, it's hard to even describe the roller coaster that this game was. This was another statement win from the Chargers because going into this game, the Browns had two things that the Chargers were very weak against. They had a very fierce defensive front that could get a lot of pass rush, and that showed up at times, especially with the Chargers' offensive line banged up. And they had a dominant rushing attack, and it still didn't matter. The Chargers still found a way to win. In this game, it ended up being a shootout, right? And they had to keep up. In other games, it's going to go to the defense, and they're going to have to come through and hold teams to field goals, get off the field, get turnovers. They weren't able to do some of those things for most of the game today, but the Chargers offense bailed them out. Justin Herbert, I mean, what an incredible game. I mean, he did have some wide open touchdowns to Mike Williams, the 240-plus yard touchdowns, but throw after throw, fourth down after fourth down, Justin Herbert kept coming through in the clutch, showing that he is already one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and showing the entire league that the Chargers are absolutely a team that's going to be a problem if they can continue to stay healthy because even though they are a flawed team, this team can beat any team in the NFL right now on any given Sunday, and you just found that out because they went up against a team who did things that they really struggled to stop, and they didn't care. They won anyways. Brandon Staley continues to be aggressive. 
And this team completely has bought in to what Brandon Staley is selling. And you're seeing it show up on Sundays. But it's time to get into all the big plays from this one. And a first half of the Chargers probably wanted to forget before getting into how they came back and ended such a wild, wild game on Sunday. And we'll get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys how I watched the game today. And that was a direct TV stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you guys about a simple way to get all of the entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch all your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package all right guys well it's time to start trying to describe to people who weren't able to be there how crazy this game was and to just highlight all of the biggest plays from the wildest chargers game that we've seen so far this buckle season. up <laughs> buckle up for the ride guys at least you know in this one, spoiler alert, it ends in a good ending, right? So let's start with the Chargers. I mean, coming out flat, really offensively. Most of the season, we've seen them come out in their first offensive drive and look really good. In this one, they go three and out, and it was rough. I mean, there's a couple incomplete passes. They threw the ball all three downs, and then the Browns come out. Right away, they're gashing the Chargers defense. I mean, on their first drive, they have three rushes of 10 yards or more. You saw it was going to be a problem at the very beginning, even with the Chargers being, you know, very fresh defensively, but Derwin James makes a huge play, gets a strip sack on Baker Mayfield, forces the Browns to have to settle for three points, and the Chargers respond to the Chargers come back, and Justin Herbert finds Donald Parham for the 22-yard catch-and-run touchdown after an Austin Eckler 18-yard screenplay. That was really, really nice to see, David, the Chargers coming out offensively, and Donald Parham, a guy that we always say, Get him more chances with the ball in his hands. Give him some space to run. This time he rumbles in from 22 yards out to put the Chargers on top 7-3. to three. All the dude does is score touchdowns. It's unbelievable, his production. When you look what he's done in his NFL career so far, his catches to touchdown ratio is just off the charts. <laughs> and for a guy that size to be able to move like that and have the shake that he does and the body control to stop and start, it's just really something special. Donald Parham really becoming more of a complete player. He's starting to look really good as a blocker, and he's starting to really come into his own as a pass catcher. Donald Parham really turning into a great weapon for the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, he and he's just so big, too, right? It's just so hard to compete with a guy that size and so hard to bring a guy down that's that size. But you see the speed. You see his ability after the catch. But the Browns responded as well, again, Running the ball at will, and on third and ten, the Chargers had a chance to get off the field. Joey Bosa gets called for a pretty weak roughing the passer call, but it wouldn't have mattered anyways because Drew Tranquil definitely interfered, and they called that one as well. And then a busted coverage with Rashard Higgins finding himself all alone in the flat leads to an easy touchdown for the Browns to make it 10-7. to And they were already trading punches because on the next drive, the Chargers come back and go four plays 82 yards, and this one ends up with what looked like a broken coverage, right? But on third and 10, Justin Herbert finds Mike Williams wide open for a 72-yard touchdown. And we just hadn't seen that, John. It was one of those things where last year we saw it with T-Billy, right, with Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton just getting those breakaway touchdowns. We hadn't really seen it all this year. 
And I do think part of it, yeah, I mean, it is a busted coverage, but I think the other thing too is it's third and 10, right? So people think you're going for the sticks. You air it out like that and have a route like that. That obviously can cause some confusion and it worked out for the Chargers there. But what a play by Mike Williams. I mean, basically gets to walk into the end zone. I think it was mostly set up from the fact that if you watch a lot of Charger game film and stuff, they're mostly setting up a lot of shorter routes and routes that literally go right to the sticks, as you mentioned. And so routes on the outside as well, outside the numbers too, yeah. is a lot of it. You set, you basically set that play up from previous games. And as you mentioned, we never really see the breakaway touchdowns. The Chargers are usually completing like 8 to 12-yard passes with some runs and moving up and down the field nice and slow, getting 12-play, 7- to 8-minute drives. We haven't seen the, the deep throw go for 70-yard touchdowns. It's refreshing to see them in this game. There was a few, a couple of them, but it, those kind of change momentum in the game usually as well. You think you're in a dogfight and you do a play like that and it just hurts the other sideline so bad. Like Those are game changers. It's nice to finally see them coming into this offense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a huge play for the Chargers offense. They go back on top 13-10, to 10, and it's just another play where you're just like, how does Mike Williams, you know, with what he's done this season, get that wide open? And it is set up a few different ways. And I saw a lot of people, you know, yeah, it's busted coverages. You still have to have time for that route to develop. Credit to the offensive line there, right? You still have to hit it. I mean, Justin Herbert missed a big touchdown throw last week to a wide open Mike Williams, right? And Mike has Stayed to catch the ball, miss. too. Yeah, and today he did not miss on those throws. So that was huge to see. The Chargers, you know, were at least going to be able to score, right? Because the Cleveland Browns had a really, really good defense that was like top 10 in defensive DVOA, top five in pretty much every counting metric. It was just a really, really nice thing to see the Chargers kind of break one open, right? And the Browns on their next drive give it back to the Chargers because they go six plays, 63 yards, and in fourth and two. Odo Beckham Jr. is going to be kicking himself for this one. Drops a wide open pass on fourth and two. Turnover on downs to give the Chargers the ball back. But unfortunately, they're not able to take advantage because their drive goes three plays, negative 10 yards, and they have to punt with Justin Herbert getting sacked for a 10-yard loss by Malik McDowell. Maybe the first sack that Rashawn Slater has ever given up. And that was actually kind of crazy to see, but it was a twist. And I think that just shows how good Rashawn Slater was. And I don't care what the stats say from this game, Rashawn Slater had a good game in this one against Miles Garrett. That man is a bad dude. But this is where you wanted to see the Chargers close out the half strong. And it doesn't happen because after they failed to take advantage of that nice situation they had on the Browns' fourth drive, they go 11 plays, 53 yards, and get a touchdown to make it 17 to 13. 10 of the 11 plays were running plays. Kareem Hunt ends up scoring a three-yard touchdown on fourth and one. Chargers on another fourth down. We knew they were going to go for it a lot on fourth down with Kevin Stefanski. Can't get off the field. Give up a touchdown to make it 17-13. But gave the Chargers time to respond. And this is where it seemed like it was unraveling a little bit. Because the Chargers go one play. Austin Eckler, uncharacteristically, fumbles the football. Gives it to the Browns on the Chargers 22-yard line. Another first half bad ending for the Chargers. Because the Browns end up tacking on a field goal. It was a big stop by the Chargers defense to hold them to three points right there. But David not finishing off the half strong. Which... Usually we'll come back to get you. It did seem like things were coming apart a little bit. Yeah, and, and that part in the game, I was like, oh, no, here we go. It's, this is where the Chargers are going to charge her right here. The game is slipping away. You felt that momentum going away. This is how it away. starts, yeah. Yeah, this is how it starts. And this has been a problem for the Chargers pretty much all year. Their end-of-half operations have been really bad and put themselves in really bad situations to really have bad third quarters 
throughout this season. So another situation here against the Browns where disaster strikes and you're in your head thinking, oh God, this is where the Chargers lose the game. But to their credit, they keep them to a field goal and thus keep them in the football game. Right, and at that point, they had still scored 10 straight points. You give up 10 straight points and you turn the ball over before halftime. And you know that the Browns are getting the ball in the second half to start things. And the Chargers have allowed 8.8 points in the third quarter so far in 2021, which is the worst in the league. So you're like, "Uh uh-oh, here we go going to halftime. We will see what happens. But little did we know this game was just getting started because the absolute fireworks were coming in the fourth quarter and even a little bit in the third quarter. So we'll get into all of the wild plays from the end of Sunday's game coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about what kind of protein bar you guys can stress eat during Chargers games. And of course, I'm talking about Built Bar. I love Built Bar. There's so many amazing flavors. And right now, they have a limited time cookie dough chunk flavor that's out that's already one of my favorites to go along with others like peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, coconut almond, coconut. And the reason I say you can stress eat these during the games is because the Chargers are going to make you stress out on Sundays. Might as well have something that is healthy for you. Why don't you stress eat something that's going to fit on your diet that with most flavors having 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar and four grams of net carbs. And you can have something nice. So sometimes the chargers are going to break your heart in the middle of the game or just really stress you out. It's nice to give yourself a treat in those moments and know that you deserve it for being a charger fan and having so many tough things happen to you. And you're not going to find a better tasting, better for you protein bar to have in those situations than built bar. And right now, we can even save you guys money before the next Charger game. If you guys want to get in on the action, you can go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, guys. Well, now it's time to get into this bananas second half that we saw on Sunday between the Chargers and the Browns. And thanks again for making Lockdown Chargers your first listen on a day like this where Chargers fans get to rejoice in another big-time win in the AFC against a big-time opponent in the Cleveland Browns. But we knew the Chargers were going to have to do something at halftime to get back in this game, and it didn't look like they were going to be able to because on the Browns' first drive, they go five plays, 75 yards and score another touchdown. Now 17 straight points they had scored to go up 27-13. to And my note says, Nick Chubb stiff arms the entire Chargers defense for a 52-yard rushing touchdown. Uh, I mean, it's crazy, too, because you think back to other big games of the Chargers past where they've blown games after giving up big yards like this, right? You remember the Denver Broncos game with Phillip Lindsay in the third quarter, changing the game with a, you know, big touchdown just like this. And then the next drive was absolutely monumental for the Chargers to put some points back on the board, get some of that momentum back because things were spiraling quickly. And Brandon Saley on his next drive goes for it on fourth and two. From his own 24-yard line, because he can feel it. He can feel that the Chargers need a score big time on this drive. They go for it on 4th and 2. They run the football, right, on 4th and 2 against a good run defense. Austin Eckler picks up 9, keeps the drive going. And then the Chargers go for it again in the third quarter, right? They're going for it again on 4th and 7. On 4th and 7, instead of getting the field goal, Keenan Allen picks up 12. And then Justin Herbert uses his legs to get back in the end zone. And that was something that was great to see, John. I mean, that was a huge drive. And I know you absolutely love Brandon Staley for going for it there. I mean, that's such a ballsy move to do from your own 24-yard line. I don't care what the numbers tell you that you should do there, right? But Justin Herbert also using his legs in the red zone because that's a weapon I think that is 
untapped to this point. I don't think the Chargers are using him to his full extent there. But that was a big-time play to get into the end zone and really stop the bleeding after the Browns had scored 17 straight points. You needed to really, really, like, respond to that Browns touchdown. There was no, okay, let's at least get a field goal or let's get some first downs. You, you had to score a touchdown. And Staley going for it on fourth down twice in the third quarter. This guy knows what he's doing. He's got balls of steel, and he's got a good play to go with it. Because I mean, how many times do we see him going for it on fourth down? And we're not sitting here going, well, at least it was the right call. He didn't get it, but it was the right call. Like every time we're like, he converted another one. He converted another one. Like he keeps converting them. <laughs> he must have like a whole other playbook like stored away in like a, a chest that he has hidden underneath the seat that he only pulls out on game day or something for these plays. Because it's monumental drives in monumental situations that he does this and it keeps the team alive and leads to wins. And it just seems like he has such a good feeling for the moment, right? Like he felt that game slipping away from the Chargers and he knew he needed to take drastic measures to keep the Chargers in the game. And, you know, of course you have to have confidence that your offense can go out there and do it, right? It's one thing to be aggressive and it's another thing to keep on converting these ridiculous fourth downs. I mean, at that point, the only fourth down the Chargers hadn't converted in 2021 was the tie long throw right to Tavon Campbell that was broken up to by Hunter Renfro. That was the only time they hadn't converted on fourth down at this point where we were in the game. So I mean it's actually still the case after, you know, a pass interference call later on that we'll get into. But just a great feel for the game and a huge moment for the Chargers to stop the bleeding. The Browns would shoot themselves in the foot a little bit the next couple of drives. They would have to end up punting the Chargers, get off the field on back to back Browns possessions, but in between, Miles Garrett gets home on a sack for Justin Herbert, and they end up having to punt. And that was another big moment where you felt like they wanted to get some more points there and needed to get some more points there. Maybe they weren't able to get into it. One little side note from that drive that got derailed, right, and ends up in a punt. But Rashawn Slater ended up giving up a sack to Miles Garrett. And then after that, told Austin Eckler to stop helping him with Miles Garrett and chipping him because Austin Eckler actually bumped. Miles Garrett more to the inside and helped him get the sack on Justin Herbert and actually bumped Rashawn Slater off of his route a little bit. But that's just wild to hear, you know, a rookie lap tackle say, hey, stop helping me. I got it. Like, I got it in the one-on-one situations. I don't need your help. You're actually making things worse here for me. I just thought we had to get into that part just for a second because that was pretty damn cool. But the Chargers would then start the fireworks because now we are entering into the fourth quarter and that's where things really got crazy in this game. And the Chargers, after forcing another Browns punt, go four plays, 61 yards on their third drive and score a touchdown to make it 28 to 27. So they had gone down by, you know, two touchdowns. They were down by 13 points. They come back. Mike Williams reels in another wide open touchdown. This time's a 42 yard touchdown on a play rolling to the right and throwing back to the left. Doesn't get much more wide open than that. And that's a play we see from the Chiefs all the time, David, where people start really thinking you can make that throw all the way back across the field. Yeah, obviously the coverage wasn't great there from the Browns, but another 40-plus yard touchdown from Mike Williams put the Chargers back on top to start the fourth quarter. You got to love it from Mike Williams, too. Another big, long touchdown to add to just a crazy start to the season. He is making himself a lot of money with his performances 
so far and probably had one of his best games of the year and this one with the eight catches 165 yards and this second touchdown of 40 plus yards or more mike williams was all over the place they're starting to give him more opportunities in the short and intermediate routes as well and he's cashing in all over the field the chargers needed that touchdown they get it they go to the big play guy and that's mike williams so mike williams and the chargers justin herbert feeling really good right now yeah, exactly. But unfortunately, Chargers fans didn't have very long to feel good about it. But it was great to see from Mike Williams. I mean, especially because he had left, you know, with an injury at one point and then came back and scored a touchdown. Like, it was just a crazy game by any meaning of that word. The Browns would come right back, of course, after that. I mean, this that was the start of the boxing match because Haymaker started to get thrown in the fourth quarter. And the Browns come back and go two plays, 78 yards, and score a touchdown. David Njoku catches a 71-yarder from Baker Mayfield that he caught in the middle of the field. Nazir Anderley misses a huge tackle, and there's nobody left. He was the last line of defense. David Njoku makes it all the way into the end zone. I know you don't get to be there tomorrow, John, for what went wrong, so I'll let you vent about Nazir Adderley right now because that was a huge momentum killer, it felt like, for the Chargers. That was an absolute horrible attempt at a tackle. That guy <laughs> is bigger than you. He's got size. He makes big plays, and instead of just diving at his legs, grabbing one of his feet, slowing him down or something, you just like kind of like like a falling dive with a forearm nudge, like as if it's going to make him drop the ball or something. A horrible attempt, Nazir Adley. You've done so well this year using your ball hawk ability to get all over the field. Come on, you got to wrap up on that play. <laughs> It bothered yeah. me so bad. When I first saw it, I was like, okay, maybe he tripped or something. I want to see the replay. And I see the replay, and he's just diving little nudge. And I'm like, that is hor- that's horrible. This this game's going to be a long game if, if everybody starts doing this. Yeah, well, And it sucks, really too, huge. because it was another game where Nas was really physical throughout, I, I felt, um, building off of his performance from the last game against the Raiders. And then he has that attempt at a tackle, and you're like, oh, come on now. You don't want to revert back to the player you were before. Yeah, and I think he got caught somewhere in between trying to break up the pass and then trying to secure the tackle. When in that situation, you just have to secure the tackle, especially just knowing where you are on the field and knowing where the other personnel, you know, where the rest of your team is really on the field. Because he had nobody else there once that once he got away from that one zero adderly tackle. But the Chargers would respond again, and they got a little help. And guess what, guys? Sometimes it's better to be a little bit lucky, right, than to be good. And sometimes if you keep pushing the envelope on fourth down, some things are going to break your way. And that's what happened for the Chargers on the next drive because they end up getting a gift of a call on fourth and four. Justin Herbert rolls out to the right, tries to throw a deep to Mike Williams just to give his receiver a chance. And Mike Williams does not pull it in. I mean, it would have been a really, really tough play, but a flag comes out. They call pass interference on the Cleveland Browns at defensive back. I think I believe it was AJ Green. Oh, just it was a bad call, right? I mean, we can sit here and say that, and you're not going to get any arguments for us here. But if you're the Chargers, you have to make the most out of that. I mean, you just got a gift. You have to go cash that in, and they did. They go for it again on fourth and eight. Keenan Allen has his biggest play of the game, converts for 20 yards, and sets up an Austin Eckler four-yard touchdown. And the Chargers, just like that, have tied the game back up at 35. So nuts. I mean, this fourth quarter was absolutely crazy, guys. I mean, it was just such a gnarly game to be watching because the Browns would come back again. And on the next play, they go five plays, 75 yards, and score another touchdown. 
to make it 42-35. This is all in the fourth quarter. Like, this is how crazy this game was. The Browns rushed it on four of their five plays. They were helped out by a face mask penalty, but they take the lead again, and the Chargers are once again put on the back foot, right? They have to go down and score. This is where the game gets even crazier, because on the Chargers' next drive, Justin Herbert ends up throwing an absolute dime to Keenan Allen, rolling out to the right, throwing on the run. He gets a 37-yard gain to get the Chargers in business. And from 19 yards out, the Chargers dial up the perfect screen pass. Justin Herbert throws it to Austin Eckler, who goes bouncing off defenders and scores a 19-yard touchdown on a screen pass with 2-11 remaining. That was absolutely huge for the Chargers, David. They had to bounce back. But then Tristan Viscaino, after already missing a PAT earlier on in the game, misses the point after to give the ball back to the Browns, and the Chargers were losing 42-41 to with a great chance they had to tie the game. It just takes some of the air out of the balloon, right? After All the Chargers of the score a All huge the touchdown. They score a huge touchdown with Austin Eckler, a great individual effort with some good blocks mixed in there, and then they missed the extra point. It's like, come on, Tristan. This is four that you've missed already this season. I know you're a young kicker, and I know you got a strong leg, but these are gimmies. These are gimme points you have to you have to convert in these situations, and he hasn't. He's missed too many this year. This is just another one where it's like, oh, God, they score a touchdown, and then you miss the extra point. It, just, it takes all of the enjoyment out of it. When it seemed like it was going to lose them the game right there. I mean, at that point, it was 42-41. to 41. There's only two minutes and 11 seconds remaining, and you're giving it back to the Browns where all they need is to, you know, get a first down, basically, and they ice the game for the most part, right? All they have to do after they've been running the ball on you all day is to get a first down, get two first downs, and the Chargers defense comes up with the drive of the day because they force the Browns to three plays, four yards, and the Browns have to give it back to the Chargers offense. I think that actually was a huge play in this game because. Who knows how the Browns play it if it's a tie game, right? Instead, they run the ball twice. They do throw it once, but the two rushes after carving up the Chargers defense all day only went for four yards in that critical situation. Huge by the Chargers defense. And on the Chargers next drive, they come back down and right away they get in business. First play is a 29-yard catch and run by Jared Cook. Finds himself all alone near the sideline and goes 29 yards to already put the Chargers in field goal range. If they have to, right? But on third and two after that, Austin Eckler rushes for eight yards and makes this smart play to go down and run clock so the Chargers can hopefully kick the game-winning field goal with no time left. And then they run it on first and goal, and we see a smart play by the Cleveland Browns. They said, hey, that was really nice that you did that to try to burn the clock. On the next play, John, they basically carry Austin Eckler into the end zone. He was not trying to score. He was kind of just chopping his feet behind the line of scrimmage. And John Johnson, a former Brandon Staley disciple, and the rest of the Cleveland Brown defense says, oh, no, you are scoring. We're going to give ourselves a chance. Basically a battle of a chess game. <laughs> it's oh, Okay, we got the first down, but I cannot score. Let me just get down here, run on this clock. All right, smart move by us, guys. Yeah, high five. And the Browns are like, oh, yeah, we'll watch this move. Oh, you're small, you small little guy right there. We're going to pick you up and carry you into the end zone. Oh, you thought you had us. Like, just a chess match going on there. Just on those, those few plays. First, it was like a missile launching competition of, right. Here comes our big play. Now here comes our big play. Then it turned into like a little chess match at the end of, okay, now we're trying not to have the big play. Okay. We're going to give you the big play. (laughs) It's amazing how the game switched at the very end. Yeah. It was just, it was wild to see that. 
I couldn't believe the Browns were doing that. They're, they're like, all right, we're going to find out what Brown can do for you. We didn't want the UPS situation there, okay? We didn't want them to pick him up and just throw him into the end zone. I'm not even sure if that's legal. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, it's not fair to Austin Eckler, but you'll never see you know somebody be less happy to score their third touchdown of the day than Austin Eckler was there. But it created an, oh, interesting, an interesting situation because – the Browns are going to get the ball back after the Chargers can't score on the two-point conversion. Austin Eckler literal inches away from getting in to put the Chargers up 49-42. They can't get it, but they still get the touchdown, right? They were down 42-41 to with two minutes left, and somehow they get a touchdown, and the Browns are getting the ball back with a minute and a half. No timeouts. And on that last drive by the Browns, they still had a chance. A minute 30 is a lot of time if you run it right. But credit to the Chargers defense and, I mean, questionable play calling by the Browns offense there. A lot of plays in the middle of the field. Great job by the Chargers defense to bring guys in inbounds to keep the clock running, knowing that the Browns had no timeouts. And it ends up with a fourth and 10 Hail Mary into the end zone where feet get tangled up near the end zone and the Chargers end up winning the game with a turnover on downs. And it just was such a gnarly, crazy game. But once again, the Chargers showed resiliency in 2021 find a way to win a game that Chargers in years past would not have won. But the wildest fourth quarter I've ever seen, I mean, easily. The Chargers scoring 26 points, winning the game at the end the way that they did. Both coaches, you know, at the top of their position as far as being cutting edge, going at it for an entire game. What a game by the Chargers. But now they move to 4-1 and one on the season after a brutal stretch of playing some really, really good teams. And now they have to play another good team next week against the Baltimore Ravens. But there's still so much that we didn't even get to talk about from this game. And that's why you guys got to tune into tomorrow's show where we'll be getting into what went right and what went wrong. Getting into all of the biggest good and bad things that we took away from this Chargers games against the Browns. But at the end of the day, the Chargers get the win and we will be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, make sure to go follow us wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked on Chargers podcast there like Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, the new Odyssey app, or wherever, and make sure to rate and review if you like the show as well. We love interacting with you guys on social media, and you can also find the show on pretty much all of our social media. You can find the show's Twitter at LockdownLAC. You can find our new Instagram page at LockdownChargers, and you can also find us on our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. If you guys want to find us on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at DanTalkSports, David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD, and you can find John Kegley on Twitter at BiggestChargersFan. 1G in biggest, you guys will find it if you search it on Twitter. What a game. We really, really appreciate you guys tuning in to such an incredible win by the Chargers, but we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.